Welcome to the Every Believer a Witness podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping ordinary believers just like us start or grow in sharing the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. Whether you've never shared your faith, whether you're just learning to share your faith, whether you regularly share your faith, I believe you'll benefit from listening to the Every Believer Witness podcast. A couple of podcasts ago, we talked about turning secular conversations to spiritual conversations. In the last podcast, we talked about some tips on witnessing, but continuing in the vein that we just want to be looking for every opportunity we can to share the gospel, to share Jesus, to drag the Lord into every conversation we can. I want to share today a wonderful way that most believers can witness every week. And that is, you can witness with your thanksgiving. Up to now, we've been talking about using our testimony, and that's still there. But I want to talk to you about using your thanksgiving. And here's what I mean. In the early church, there was a great controversy over what believers were allowed to eat. You know, here are these Jewish people that have grown up, and you don't eat this, and you don't eat that, and you don't eat this. And now they've come to see Yeshua as the Messiah, and they're told, oh, you're under grace. You can eat anything. And, oh, but this has been sacrificed to an idol or this or that. They didn't know what to do. And so Paul wrote to Timothy, and he gave him the Bible principle about what we're allowed to eat biblically. In 1 Timothy 4.4, he said, everything God created is good. Nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. So the Bible principle is you can eat anything that you can give thanks for. That's why I say only partially in humor. That's why I'm not allowed to eat liver. Folks say, Dennis, would you care for some liver? Say, I'm sorry. The Bible does not allow me to eat liver. I can't give thanks for that stuff. And again, I'm only half kidding. But seriously, we want to use our giving of thanks at mealtime to be a witness to others. And so there are three situations of praying, giving thanks for our food that I want to talk about. The first is if pray if you are alone. Now, we're talking about public prayer. Obviously, if you're at home, you're going to do it. We're talking about public prayer. You zip in Subway or McDonald's or Chick-fil-A or TGIF or wherever you may be. When you sit, when you get your food, don't just kind of say, uh, thanks, God, and go to eating. Don't just kind of wipe your brow and look around. But I encourage you to bow your head, close your eyes, and pray. Now, remember, Jesus was hard on Pharisees for praying for show, so we don't want to pray for show, but the flip side is we don't want to be ashamed either. Um, and so I try to bow my head and pray, and a lot of times I'll actually say, God, I don't want to pray for show or be a hypocrite, but I sure am thankful for this food, and I don't want to be ashamed of you either. I use this illustration. I teach this in Every Believer Witness in churches. Pastors teach it. I was teaching this at Belmont Baptist Church in Calhoun, Georgia several years ago. And Tommy Smith came up to me and he said, let me tell you what happened to me. He said, uh, I was eating at a certain restaurant in town and I think it was a Taco Bell, although I can't remember for sure. And he said, I went back up to the counter to get a refill and a drink. And the person that served me handed me a little note and said, uh, sir, the uh, woman working back there at the grill wanted you to have this. Tommy said, I thought, ooh, I'm a married man. I don't know if I ought to take this or not. But he said, I took it. And I opened it up, and it said, Dear sir, I noticed you praying for your food. Would you please pray for me and my husband? We're having terrible marital problems. And Tommy told 
me this. This is not like I read in a book or let me tell you an illustration I heard. This is Tommy telling me, and I believed him. He said, Dennis, I got permission from the manager to speak to this lady, and I lined she and her husband up with a Christian counselor in town, and when Tommy told me that, they were serving God in a church in Calhoun, Georgia. I've never had anything like that happen to me, but he did. But I have been out with my grandchildren or my children in years past, and them say, gee, daddy, gee, daddy, look, they're praying over there. So if you're out alone in public, go ahead and be sure that you pray and give thanks for your food. But suppose you're not alone. You are out to eat a meal, and everyone at the table, as far as you know, is a believer. Then here's the second way I want to encourage you to pray. Ask to pray for your server. In other words, when your server brings your food, uh, I don't know there's any right way or wrong way to pray, um, necessarily a better way or another, but I have discovered some terminology that when I pray this way, or when I ask this way, rather, I get a better response from servers. And so what I'll do is, whatever the server's name is, I'll just say, uh, Billy, uh, we always give thanks for our food. Now, the reason I say that is because I don't want this person to think that I've singled them out. I want them to know this is just the norm of, our, of my life. We always give thanks for our food. We would like to pray for you, or we want to pray for you. We'd love to pray for you. And normally, they're standing there just kind of looking. And then I'll say, is there anything going on in your life? And here again, there still is normally a quizzical look on their face until I'll say, family, friends, health. And if it's a young person, I'll say school that we can pray about for you. So, uh, Billy, we always give thanks for our food. We'd like to pray for you. Anything going on in your life today, family, friends, health, school, that we can pray about for you? Now, when you do that, when I do that, I'd say maybe 10% of the time they'll say, uh, nope, nope, everything's good today. But most of the time, when I've given them categories, family, friends, health, school, they will bring up, yes, please pray for my grandfather or my spouse or my child or pray about school. Um, they'll give you some specific. Many times I've had servers tear up when I was asking this. Uh, I've had them burst into tears before. I've had them leave and come back because there are a lot of hurting people in the world. Let me tell you about two or three of my very favorites. One of them is from many years ago, and one of them is from several years ago. One of them is from just a few, few months ago, maybe a year ago. I was teaching Every Believer Witness in Knoxville, Tennessee. My wife and I were at the Peerless Restaurant, and... We sat down, our server brought our food after we'd ordered and brought our food, and her name was Heather. And I said, Heather, we always give thanks for our food. We'd, we'd love to pray for you. Anything going on in your life, family, friends, health, school, that we can pray about for you? And she immediately burst into tears, squalling, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Pray for Tammy. She's 35. She's my best friend, and she's dead. And she's squalling, and people are looking. I said, so she got a composure a little bit. I said, uh, uh, Heather, what happened? She said, uh, Tammy's my best friend. She's a bartender here, and she goes up every weekend to take care of her parents, the elderly parents in Tri-Cities. And last weekend she went up, and Saturday morning they found her in the bed dead. And I said, oh, Heather, my heart just goes out to you. We're going to pray for her family, and we're going to pray for you. And I don't remember how we prayed. And normally I'll say, 
we're going to pray about that, and I'll turn away giving them a, a, you know, a nonverbal permission to leave because most of the time they're busy, and you don't want to keep them, but sometimes they'll stand there, and she did, and we prayed. In a couple of minutes, a lady walked over to our table. She said, hi, folks. My name's Lori. I'm the restaurant manager, and Heather uh, told me you asked if you could pray for her, and uh, she told me that uh, she told you about Tammy. I said, yes. She said, well, let me tell you. Uh, she just told you part of what's going on. She said, uh, before that, and she began to tell about other servers with accidents and wreck and the owner's son killed in a wreck and just one thing after another. She said, finally, when she concluded, she said, it's like we're under attack around here. Well, that kind of smacked of Christianese a little bit. So I said, uh, Lori, are, are you a Christian? She said, I sure am. I said, I don't mean like you go to church. I mean like you know Jesus. She said, I sure do. I said, where do you go to church? She said, Grace Baptist. I said, uh, are you going in the morning? She said, I'm planning on it. I said, well, I'll be the preacher there. She said, you will. And she sat down beside my wife. And we spent the entire meal talking to her uh, about the Lord and things of the Lord and the restaurant business. And I got through and Heather brought our check. And I was hoping Lori would get our check. She didn't get our check. But at any rate, uh, we, we thanked her and we left and it was a good meal. I got up to preach the next morning, and from doors on the back rear of the, of the church, in walked Lori, the restaurant manager, her husband, their teenage daughter, and 11 servers from the Peerless Restaurant, just because it all started when I'd ask if I could pray. Not too many years ago, my wife and I were at Longhorn Restaurant in Hiram, Georgia, and we asked our server, whose name I don't remember, if we could pray for her. And she said, nope, everything's good. We began to eat. In a few minutes, she came back out. And she said, folks, uh, I went back in the back, and I told those servers, there's the nicest couple out there that asked if they could pray for me. She said, you know, most of the time you Christians come in and leave us gospel tracts, and we just go throw them in the garbage. But she said, that was really nice. I thought that gives you an interesting insight in the mind of an unsafe server, doesn't it? And then we were at uh, West Cobb Diner in Marietta, and we had the rudest server we've ever had in our life. She was ugly to my wife, and my wife was upset, and I wasn't happy, but I thought, you know, she could be having a bad day. And so when she brought our food, I asked her if we could pray for her, just like I normally do, anything going on, family, friends, health school, and she kind of teared up and said, yes, me and my husband are having terrible problems, and if something doesn't happen, we're going to divorce. And we prayed for her. And her demeanor and her service changed the whole time. The last one I'll share with you. A year or so ago, my son, daughter, and my wife and I were eating at an Imperial Koi restaurant in Greensboro. And we'll call our server, we'll just call her Kai. And when Kai brought our food, I said, Kai, uh, we always give thanks for our food. We'd love to pray for you. Anything going on in your life, family, friends, health, school. And she kind of got a, a startled look on her face and she said, uh, how did you know? Am, am I showing that it's that bad? And I said, no, we just always do this, Kai. And she shared that she and a guy had a one-and-a-half-year-old daughter and that they were separated, that he was abusive. And my daughter got her contact information and continued to follow up with Kai. And uh, we found out Kai was a believer, actually, through this. And my daughter's been able to have a great ministry with her. Simply all started asking a server if we could pray for her. But suppose 
you're on a sales call, you're at a business meeting, you're at a social function, and you don't know if everyone at the table is a Christian, then rather than ask to pray for your server, ask to pray for the others at your table. Because I can't say to the server, we always give thanks for our food if I don't know the other folks pray. And here again, no right way or wrong way to pray. But there again, I've discovered some terminology that I found I get the most results. And I like to just say, uh, Tom, I always give thanks for my food. If you'd like, I'll just pray for both of us. George, I always give thanks for my food. If you'd like, I'll just pray for both of us. Now, here again, I, always, I say I always give thanks for my food because I want them to know I do it all the time. And rather than saying, may I pray, can I pray, would it be all right when I pray, I say, if you'd like, I'll just pray for both of us with a little inflection in my voice. If you'd like, I'll just pray for both of us. And I've been doing this for 28 years, and I've never, ever had a single person. I've eaten with atheists. I've eaten with Jews. I've eaten with agnostics. I've eaten with drunks. Never, ever had anybody say no. Now, if they did, I'd just say, oh, no problem. I'll bow my head. I've, I've just seen wonderful things happen through this uh, as I've done it. Uh, most of the time when I pray, I'll just put, when I finish praying, I'll just pick up my fork and go to eating or my spoon and go to eat my soup or whatever. And I won't say anything else. And most of the time, they'll bring up some kind of spiritual topic. Oftentimes, after I pray, they'll say, uh, where do you go to church? I didn't say anything about church. I just asked to pray. I've had many people say, you know, my mother used to pray before we eat, or my dad used to pray like that before we ate. One of the most interesting, hilarious and interesting situations I've ever had, I was pastoring a church in Gwinnett County, Georgia, and we were really, we're growing, the Lord's blessing, people coming to Christ, and we had a choir, a big choir, and it was so crowded they couldn't come down, and we had two services. And in the second service one Sunday, I saw a man, his wife, and two kids slipping on the back row. I didn't get to meet them after the service. We had a, a, you know, a welcome, meet the pastor, hospitality time, and they didn't come to our two of that. And so I didn't meet them. Sunday night at church, one of my choir members said, Preacher, did you see that man, his wife, and the two kids sitting on the back row in the second service? I said, I sure did. They said, do you know who that is? I said, I have no idea. They said, that's Tim. He owns a liquor store down on 124. Now, I thought in my mind, how do you know he owns a liquor store down on 124? But I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I did think it, but I didn't say it. So Tim and his wife and kids continued to visit. And so a few weeks later, I just got my car one day, headed out of the church, drove down to Highway 124, turned the parking lot of the liquor store, went walking up to the front door. I thought, somebody will get a charge out of this today, seeing the pastor walk in the liquor store. And I walked in, I walked up to the counter, and I said, uh, hey, I'm Dennis Nunn. Uh, uh, Tim's been visiting our church, and I wonder if he's here. He said, yeah, he's back in the office. Come, come with me. So they took me to the office, and Tim and his partner were back there working. And when I walked in, the room is like a golf memorabilia uh, uh, hall of fame something. I mean, this guy's got pictures of golf courses, golf scorecards, golf balls, golf clubs. Everything's golf. And so uh, I said, boy, it's obvious you're a golfer. He said, yeah, you play golf, preacher? I said, yeah, I do. He said, I'll have to play sometime. I said, fine. So a week or so goes past, and one day my phone rings about 1030 in the morning at church. Pastor, preacher, this is Tim. Can you, uh, can you uh, play golf this morning? I said, uh, bah, bah, bah. yes. He said, meet us at 11 o'clock, Southland Country Club. 
So I go home, change clothes, grab my golf clubs, turn in the parking lot of the Southland Country Club, and I see Tim and his partner and another guy's playing with us getting the golf clubs out of the back of the golf, of the car, and the guy that's playing with them is already drinking. Uh, he's got a bottle or a beer right there in the, as they're getting the clubs out. And so we begin to play, and these guys are all drinking beer, and they're gambling, and they're cussing, and I'm drinking Diet Coke, and I'm not cussing, and, and just... You know, they, they make a bad shot or something. And not me. I just putt. I just chip. I just hit my shots. We come to make the turn, and the course is getting crowded. We're going to get and get a hot dog and get back in our carts. Tim and I in the front cart, his partner, another guy in the back cart. They all go and get another beer and a hot dog. I get another Diet Coke and a hot dog. We go out. We're Tim and I sitting in the front cart. They're behind us. You know what I said? Guys, always give thanks for my food. Uh, if you'd like, I'll just pray for all of us. Never, ever had a drunk say, no, no, pray for me. Never had that happen. They said, sure. Now, if you're in a situation like that, you can pray any way you want to, but I encourage you, don't pray. God, I'm out here with these drunken heathens. They're cussing, Lord, and they're gambling. They're getting drunk. They're going to bust hell wide open, Lord. These wicked men need Jesus. Thank you for the food. Uh, you can pray any way you want to, but I encourage you to just pray a little simple prayer. Father, thank you for this food. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus or Jesus' name, amen. You say, well, that's not sharing the gospel, Dennis. No, it's not. But it's being as bold in a public setting as I can be by simply saying, Father, thank you for this food. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus or Jesus' name, amen. And here again, I've had many, many, many start a spiritual conversation. Let me share with you one more wonderful situation that illustrates you don't have to even have to be an adult to do this. Children, young people can do this. My wife and I and two granddaughters were eating at the Garden Restaurant at Callaway Gardens uh, in Georgia. And we had uh, ordered, and I had gone to the restroom to wash my hands after uh, after being out that evening. And uh, when I came back to the table, my wife told me that our granddaughter, Grace, had asked our server, Ashley, if she could pray for her. And she shared something. So we began to eat, and I was very proud of Grace for doing it, 11 years old, asking the server to pray. And so in a few minutes, a big commotion breaks out at a table behind us, and it's a big restaurant, and it's full. There's some woman at a table behind us just railing, going off on our server, Ashley. And another server starts coming to our table and seeing if we need anything. In a few minutes, I see Ashley over in the bar area with the boss and this lady, and the lady's raising cane. And so finally, a little later, Ashley brings our check. And she said, folks, forgive me that I wasn't able to keep serving you. I said, oh, Ashley, we, we felt sorry for you. We saw that woman being so ugly to you. And I'll never forget. Ashley said, well, I, it was... What happened is they've told us how to split up checks, and I split the check wrong, and that woman was mad, and now I've got to pay for her bill. I said, how much was her bill? She said it was $29. And when she walked away, I said uh, to my wife, I said, honey, let's give her an extra $29 tip. And my wife said, okay, let's do. And so on the bill, I wrote our regular tip amount, a generous tip, because you always want to tip well. You don't want to pray for them and then be chintzy. You want to tip well. So I did that, and then I left an extra $29. And so she came to pick up our check, and I said, Ashley, uh, 
you'll notice we left your tip and we added an extra $29. She said, you, you, you did? And she teared up. And I said, yes. I said, Ashley, we saw how ugly that woman was to you and we wanted to pay for that mistake you made. And she began to cry. And I said, Ashley, do you know why we wanted to pay for your mistake? She said, no. I said, because Ashley... Jesus Christ paid for all the mistakes we've ever made in our life when he died on the cross. And he rose again to prove it was true. Uh, And so we just wanted to pay for that one mistake of yours. And she stands there and she's crying. This is a nice restaurant. It's busy. I said, Ashley, uh, I never want to embarrass a server. But I said, Ashley, uh, has Jesus Christ ever forgiven you of your sins and made you a new person? She said, no, but I need for him too. And I said, well, you know, Ashley, if you wanted to, right here in the middle of this restaurant right now, you could ask him, and, and he would. And I didn't lead her in a prayer. She just began to pray, prayed the sweetest prayer, asked Jesus Christ to come into her life and forgive her. A big smile broke out on her face. Several other servers came over and were rejoicing with her. And it all started when our 11-year-old granddaughter asked Ashley if we could pray for her. So, folks... Leverage your thanksgiving. Use your time, if you eat out in public, to give thanks. If you're alone, to ask to pray for your server or ask to pray for others at your table. And remember, tip well, tip well. If this podcast has been an encouragement to you, please let your friends know about it. And feel free to email us with any questions or about sharing your faith. Or if you've got a particular area or topic that you'd like for us to cover, You can email us at info, I-N-F-O, at E-B-A-W dot O-R-G. Until next time, remember, Jesus is coming soon. Let's help our families and friends be ready when he comes. God bless.